Magnum, see me ya, where the crown give me it. Them girl ya no bad like a female lipstick. Much less my style and the lyrics on my spit. All them I thought them no bad at me a bit. Magnum, see me ya, where the crown give me. <laughs> I just brought you guys back to 2014 on a TV show called Magnum, Kings and Queens of Dancehall. If you checked out episode one titled Meet the God Black Woman, you would remember me mentioning a singing slash DJing competition I not only entered, but won at age 18. I've never really shared with the media family members and even friends in entirety my point of view of the whole process and when i say process i mean touching a bit on me deciding in my mind that i wanted to enter the competition actually entering the competition the happenings throughout the competition campaigning and eventually winning the competition it was so much from start to finish when i when i flash back i think wow <laughs> that was so fun that was lit and i learned i learned so much it truly gifted me a lot of gems gems i didn't know were gems until like years after because i wasn't truly mature at the time of winning all right so i'm gonna share the story of course i always try to not burn out on a listening mileage <laughs> no honesty so firstly i want to provoke you guys with one question and one statement the question is how bad do you want it the statement is there are going to be people who don't believe in you ensure you're not one of them i repeat how bad do you want it how bad do you want it and there are going to be people who don't believe in you and sure you're not one of them so i've been singing from age nine started writing original pieces by age 13. When I was in high school, that's Alpha Academy, I I would always be somewhere DJing, the girls beating the desk. It was it was an all-girls institution. So I would always be performing a song, um, whether a song I wrote from home or freestyling about something or someone on campus. If we had competitions like student body elections, sports day, even when we had little clashes with other schools, I'd, I'd be writing something or I'd be asked to write something but did love it <laughs> yeah man me did love it so in 2013 which was my last year at alpha academy i remember telling some of my friends mega enter magnum you know? mega enter magnum and they were excited of course me did excited too but though i was excited about entering the competition and everyone was excited and confident about me doing well I was a bit nervous and I was a bit doubtful. I think it was late November or early December of that same year, 2013. Auditions for Magnum Kings and Queens of Dancehall were, were happening. I don't quite remember when exactly it started, but I remember me auditioning around that time, late November or early December. So the auditions normally start in the rural areas of Jamaica and then advances to the urban areas. I lived in the urban area, Kingston to be exact. So Kingston's audition would have been the last audition for that season. Met Matelono. I was so nervous and doubtful in my head because I'm thinking of the thousands or hundreds of people that would be going to the auditions and how the judges would have to select from a wide range of talented people. May I say, what is the chance of me being picked and being 
secured or securing a spot for the live show. I mean, I was writing songs, may I gather them up from leave high school because I was serious about entering and I wanted to be prepared. But I don't know why I still felt unprepared and nervous. <laughs> I started to settle with the thought of not winning and started telling myself, even if you're not winning, because I think you're going, at least try my Kenyan. Because I really wanted to be an established dancehall artist. So I'm, I'm saying it's a good way to get my name out there even if I don't win. So fast forward to me deciding with my family. Family being mommy, my late uncle Buddha. I love you so much. I miss you so much. And my aunts. The next side of my family, very decent Christian people. So <laughs> mommy side, love the baga baga. So I, so I majority them in the baga baga. Anyway, in the urban area... There's normally a Portmore, a Portmore audition, then a final audition at Kingston. Like I said, I lived in Kingston. But the way I'm nervous, I said I got a Portmore audition. So if I don't get through at the Portmore audition, at least I can try at the Kingston audition. Remember what I said earlier, that statement? There are going to be people who don't believe in you. Ensure you are not one of them. So, the Portmore audition date was advertised, but there was a problem. Fresh out of high school, I was not a hot girl. Some of them have nothing for wear. I don't know what I to wear, both on my body or my foot. My hair won't comb. I had nothing that looked or said dancehall queen. Some of them are blink and I wonder how this is going to go. Because Miss Kitty, one of the judges on the competition, had a very unfiltered mouth. So I'm afraid. Anyway, I remember leaving um, my yard. I was living with mommy in Harborview at the time. So I left Harborview and I went to Rockfort where my auntie lives. And I went there and I went to borrow her this dome bun thing she had. At that time, it was like a hot girl kind of thing. You know, you put your hair in one and you pin down your, your dome or your bun on the top. And nobody no nice like you. <laughs> so I borrowed that from my aunt. Well, up to today, day, she not get it back. But, I understand. I borrowed it. And I went back home to Harborview. No know what I going to wear. So, I started asking around. How bad do you want it? <laughs> How bad do you want it? I don't have nothing for wear. And I get a bun for going on my hair. And I say, what next? So, I got this black dress from my mommy. I think it was very tight. It was like bodycon. It was topless. And it hugged my body, but it was just plain black. No design, nothing. It was a bit boring to me. But I, I felt sexy and I looked sexy, I think. But it favor stick, so. <laughs> but my thing, but it looked sexy. And like I said, the dress was topless and it was just black and simple, no design. So I wanted to dress it up a bit. I didn't have anything, so I was wondering what next. I got this little blue knitted stylish jacket from my little sister who was like, I not even remember because I was like 17 that time. And she had a little pitney. And I literally have to stretch it out for 50 nights. I could tell it wasn't mine. Stretch it out for 50 nights. And it bring up the dress a bit. Now I have nothing for wear on my foot now. So my daddy I wonder. Then I borrowed a shoe from my auntie-in-law. That's my late uncle, Buddha. His girlfriend. Borrowed shoes from her. Borrowed Asia shoes and my daddy know. And you know it looked nice with the outfit. And I said, ha ha. I'm ready now for the road. 
how bad do you want it how bad do you want it so me i said i'm ready for the road now but remember i wanted to go to the portmore audition so i had a friend who lived in portmore her name was trishney or her name is trishney so we went to high school together so I tell Trishne if I ask her mother if, you know, I can sleep over there the night before the audition because I know that people are going to want to leave out really early so they can get through quick enough, you know, when they go to the auditions because it's going to be packed. So, you know, I got approval, you know, Trishne and her mommy, you know, welcomed me. So pack up and go over Trishne the night before, you know, I had like maybe three songs i didn't know which one to use and i was there djing them for trishne and her mommy and we were indecisive and we were excited and you know trishne was like no man that one year that one year kadia that one year that one year i just feel like i don't one year we i said all right we are work with me name candy k then and now and we woke up sun no come out and it well early and we start get ready and we leave out and the audition was being held at Portmore Town Center. When we reach, remember, sun no come out, you know. Line long like embassy line. Line long like embassy line. People in the line are DJ. Me, they're they nervous, I tremble. Trish, they're they skin teeth. I'm here, say, then me not go in. Because the way the place rum and the line long and people, they're they DJ and they actually... They sound good. And I'm I'm starting to compare my material with theirs. And I'm like, this is a tough one. So, but they are say, right, girl, you're not going in, but I probably never get you. Go and go do your thing. <laughs> there are going to be people who don't believe in you. And sure, you are not one of them. <laughs> Finally, reaching. Performed for the preliminary judges, mash up the place. So I got my pass to go to the final judges, <clears throat> which would have would have would have been Scatter, Miss Kitty, and Professor Nuts. So girl, I tremble, you know. Me a shake, me a shake, me a shake like a tambourine. I started to like run into people because, like I said, it's a plaza, so it kind of section out. So I started to run into people I was familiar with, and. I knew that they were talented and I started to get so nervous all over again seeing these people because I'm like, see, you know, you go flop in front of people, you go go in front of Kitty and she go rub you out. And, you know, I'm just there like telling myself, girl, this was a bad idea. See people there where you know you go shame in front of them. All of that. So Trishne was there cheering me on and encouraging me throughout the whole process. But I started to have thoughts of me not doing well in front of Miss Kitty, like I said. And why all Trishne had cheered me on and thing. I was just there telling myself a whole lot of crap. I started to comfort myself by saying, Boy, Candy, if you know, if you, if you don't get through at this audition, at least you can go to the Kingston audition. So finally, I reach in front Miss Kitty them now. When I went on the stage, the first thing with Throw me off. Throw me off like Akiwata. Miss Kitty head down in a fear phone. I mean, she not acknowledged that somebody come on the stage. No, it's not that she didn't see. She saw. But, you know, probably she bored at this point. A lot of persons coming on and no one really grabbing her attention. Her head was down in her phone. And Scatter looked annoyed. 
and not just sit down with a goofy smile. <laughs> and me, I say, them not even meds me. Them not even look at me. See it, you know? But how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Because them never look like them are entertain me. Anyway, my beat go start play and me jump on pan that. And as my take time, circle pan the beat and start spit lyrics, Kitty look up out her phone. <coughs> when I say, when I say she look up me, I say to myself, ha ha, I gotcha. I gotcha attention. Them start nod to the song now, you know, and them start create pure excitement. Yo, likewise, the crowd, you know, the crowd that was watching from the side that included Trishne. Trishne, I love you. Them start, don't pull up, pull up. And Miss Kitty, I say, why? <laughs> My heart, Father God, dance all queen there. And me, I say, yeah, girl. <laughs> My boss, you know. So, Alright, calm down, calm down, Kadia. So to wrap that up, I got my pass to go um wait under the tent to hear who's going to the live show. Yeah, you think say it done, they say it never done. Me have to wait now for here if I make it to the live shows. There are gonna be people who don't believe in you. And sure you are not one of them. So I'm under the tent. Nervous. Them finally start calling out the names of the artists that will proceed to the live shows. Me, nervous, bad. Me, I say, mm-hmm. There are too many good performances for them to even remember me. That me, I said to myself, there are, there are too many good performances for them to even remember me. You see, as me think it, me hear, candy K, eye emoji, eye emoji, eye emoji, me, I look. Candy K, I say, yes. I'm going to get up and I'm take my little paper. I said, alright. So I got live shows. <laughs> my boss. So after being selected for the live shows, we had a like I think I think we had a contract to sign. I really don't remember. I remember there was a discussion and personal info was collected from us. I don't know how the conversation started, but I remember speaking to a crew member who I told I was 18. I was 17, right? So I told a crew member I was 17 at the time. She quickly told me, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, we, we can't permit you to go on the live shows because you have to be 18 years or older. Friend. Friend. My heart, my heart drop in on my belly. Oh. Me, I said, then, me get one big flapping idea, yeah, Because... I come, got through all of the steps, feel like a star now, I go up on TV, and me are 17, and I can't go live show. So, I think, and I quickly asked her, when, was, when, when is the first live show? She estimated that it would be early the following year, which would be 2014. So, remember I told you guys I auditioned around late November or early December of 2013. And homegirl mm-hmm, was born December 31 so homegirl would be 18 by the time the live show would have started what what like off my blouse how bad do you want it how bad do you want it yeah like on my blouse mama gonna be great so <laughs> throughout the live shows 
um it was so fun it was really fun it was an experience but i remember how i would be late for our meeting time for rehearsals i was warned by one of the crew members constantly being warned that if me late again becoming here always i take long for the cause girl i look good they they told me that if I was late again or missed rehearsal, because I remember missing rehearsals, I would be taken off the show. Sire. Yeah, say, um, why me, why, why me even a problem? What cause this now? Me have to rush the ear just out of my head a weekend time for rip and reach rehearsal because she'll make them throw me out of competition, but at the same time, I want her to take her time and slay my hair. Anyway, show a guan good. People would drop out weekly. I keep thinking I'd be on, I'd be one of them, and I'd be on the bottom two list. Nervous, nervous, nervous. Every time you know the bottom two I got called, my daddy I tremble. Of course, a girl never landing a bottom two. Had to be campaigning really hard. So being on the road with my team, begging money. That's campaigning. I was even at my high school gate one day after they dismissed. This past student show up with our team and have our pandem and ask for money at the people in school gate. Yeah, that my god. You know, so the principal at the time, Mr. Singh. <laughs> Mr. Singh and me was really enough besties, you know. Mr. Singh come out and see me and ask the security to tell me to leave. Say, so, you know, I'm to pack up my little team and say, let's go. But I need the money for pay for my outfit then for, for, for sure because I have to cover my, cover my hair money. I have to cover my outfit, my shoes. I have to buy phone cards to vote for myself. And Magnum covers makeup. So me I say, why Mr. Singer upset me and now I'm a big great? So I did the day and be unruly and I say, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not moving. And I collect the money, man. Thing. <laughs> oh, God. So leading up to the final shows, things went crazy the campaigning team got inconsistent we got a bit smaller you know i remember one day when we were supposed to go campaigning no one could make it myself and my cousin baija went on the road and we went downtown we chose for going a tour we with big pan collect money so we go we run at the back of town in and you know we buck one we buck two man attack i will start go there hi i'm candy k from magnum kings and queens of dance hall you know i'm campaigning i'd really love if you could assist me with a small donation the man back out him knife and tell we say him we make a run left the pan name daddy i say um and Baija, Baija grimy them time then. Baija look like he would have taken him on. And I said, all right, I could take myself. I mean, campaigning was truly dangerous. I remember us, like my team, my campaigning team and I got in a fight with a man in half a tree. We have to beat him up. Anyway, so y'all didn't hear that. But it was crazy. Like, <laughs> campaigning is so dangerous sometimes. I remember us campaigning in Maypen. I remember us campaigning in St. Anne. I think we go mobby, we go some places and listen, you come back all in at night sometime and it's not safe walking with the pans. People are crazy. But anyway, God took care of us despite, you know. After a number of shows where, you know, people dropped out because of low votes, etc. I was still there. Like I said, never get a low vote. Never had a bad feedback from a judge. That's something that really, really... um moved me never ever got a bad feedback from the judges never ever had a bad performance i was consistent oh my gosh i still can't believe 
and I was doubting myself. Wow. So I'm there blowing my own doubtful mind. I said, that's why I'm a name Kadia Thomas, doubtful Thomas. But anywho, when it finally boiled down to four persons left, two males, two females, I started to get nervous again, saying my competitor, Sim Sim, would win. Not necessarily because I thought she was better than me lyrically or musically. I was considering the fact that known dancehall artists knew her and they were backing her. And that made me worry because nobody no know me and me no know nobody. So thinking she would get a lot of votes, enough for her to win, my nervous, my afraid. But on around April 26th or 25th, 2014, that girl was crowned the magnum queen of dance hall. <laughs> In Yannick's voice, that was the host, Kyandi K. Woot woot. <laughs> How bad do you want it? You me attack. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? What you mean you're not nothing for wear? What you mean you don't know nobody? What you mean you're too young? What you mean you're too old? Look, you know, there are going to be people who don't believe in you and sure you're not one of them. What you mean you're not that good? What you mean? What you mean you're not as good as them? You're not as good as she. You're not as good as him. You're you. And that's what makes you special. And that's what makes you special. And that's what makes what you carry so special. You're you. What do you mean you can't do it, moms? What do you mean you can't do it, pops? No, sir. You can. If you're crazy enough to, to entertain the thought and or put it to paper saying... I'm going to do this, you know, yeah, scribble it down. This is a goal. I'm going to do this or I want to do this. You can, you should, you will. A 17 year old, you know, with a fantasy of being the next big thing in dance hall. That was basically the fantasy to be the next big thing in dance hall. And I entered this competition, you know, with competing against talented beautiful experienced adults and look there i won i was crowned the queen out of the, the the thousands of people that tried out that auditioned that made it to the live show candy cake crowned the queen so i'm gonna close close out by asking again i'm gonna close out by asking again how bad do you want it and I'm also going to close out by saying there are going to be people who don't believe in you. Ensure. Ensure, 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 ensure you are not one of them.